0: heartbreaks, fears, many other things, Lord. But yet, Lord, we know that regardless of what we go, go through here, that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. We thank You, Lord, that we can come before you and, and pray and seek your face. We thank you, Lord, that you attend to our prayers. That we can cry to help, for help, whenever we need help, that you're an ever present help in time of need. And Lord, tonight, as we have a night where We just focus on seeking you, Lord. I'm reminded of Mary, of how she just sat at your feet, Lord. And I believe uh, many of us here tonight, we just need to sit at your feet. Many of us are Martha's running around like crazy and forgetting about you. Forgetting how gentle you are. Forgetting how loving and kind and merciful you are. And, and we're just going, going, going. Many of us are running the world's race at the world's pace. And tonight, Lord, we want to sit at your feet. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of neglect of you. Forgive us of our apathy. Forgive us. Of how we take you for granted. Forgive us, Lord, of seeking help in so many other places. And so here we are, Lord, and when we're seeking your face, we are desperate for you, Lord. We are poor in spirit. We recognize that. And we cry out for help. Help us, Lord. Help us. I pray as we continue with this evening that the Holy Spirit would minister to our hearts. I pray that you would strengthen us in our inner person, that we would know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. I pray that you would overwhelm us with your presence. And so now we, we sit at your feet, Lord. We sit at your feet. In Jesus' name. Can you all uh, take a seat? And if you didn't know, we can keep the lights down, guys. Yeah. But if you didn't, didn't know, tonight uh, we're having a night of uh, prayer and worship. So we're in between books, we're in between the book of Romans, and we're going to start the book of 1 Corinthians uh, next week. And so I thought it'd be a good opportunity um, just to take a time to really uh, pray, praise, and worship. And um, when you think about that, we're coming to the Lord, we're sitting at His feet, and we're praying. And when we're praying, that's what we're seeking His face. That's what we're doing. We're seeking God's face. It is a blessing and a privilege to be able to pray and to know that God attends our prayers, but He actually works through our prayers too. And we also want to take the opportunity tonight to praise. He is worthy of all of our praise. That all of our breath should be breaths of praise to the Lord. And so we're going to praise Him. And we want to worship Him. And I love the, the word worship. It literally means to turn and kiss. So a lot of times when we think about worship, we think about how I'm going to feel and I want to Get some good feelings, and I want to leave feeling good. And but I, I, feeling good is a consequence of giving God His worth. That's what worship is. We're giving Him His worth. So tonight we just want to focus on giving God His worth. The Lord, as I was praying about tonight, He drew me to a section of Scripture. This is for real. It's going to be very brief. <laughs> in Luke chapter 8. And it's the account of the woman with an issue of blood and how she desperately sought Jesus. And I'm just going to pick up in Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 43. And it says, uh, there there was a woman having, having a flow of blood for 12 years. She spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. So we're presented with this woman that was desperate. She was desperate. How did she get to the place of desperation? She exhausted all other possibilities. Much better to go to the Lord first instead of exhausting every other possibility and then finding that there's Jesus. But we do find it in this woman that she spent her earnings and had run out of her earnings because she was seeking to have a remedy for her condition. And her condition separated her from other people, separated her from worship. She would be considered unclean. It separated her from being part of the community. So she'd feel lonely. She would feel ostracized. She she would feel branded and marked, like that's the one, you know, stay away. From her. So, all of those things. And for a long time. So, some of you are going through something and have been going through something for a long time. For her, it was 12 years. Some of you, 20 years. Some of you, some of you maybe 30 years. Who knows? But when you're going through something very hard, a day seems like an eternity. And so this woman, exhausting all of her resources, coming to the place where naturally when we are in a desperate situation, we look for solutions and we just want to make things better. We want our problem to disappear. We just want things to be back to normal. And this was her condition. And so this woman is... Jesus was on his way to actually heal someone else. This woman came behind him and she touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? He said that because he was in the middle Of a large group of people. So he was being touched by other people. So there's a lot of people, you know, just like if you were in a concert in in the mosh pit or you were around an area like you're at a football game or a basketball game, you're you're touching a lot of people. But there is something different. There is something different. So, what was different? Why were the other people, they were probably bumping into Jesus, rubbing against Jesus, nothing significant. But this lady, she touched Jesus, and Jesus noticed that. So, he noticed that. So, it says, when. When everyone denied it, I didn't didn't touch you, I didn't touch you. They thought they were in trouble, probably. Peter and those with him, they said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. So that was a different type of touch. That was a different type of contact. And I find that significant because you may notice in your life, but it is true that not a lot is going to happen in our walk with God if we're just casually around Him. And sometimes people think there's an osmosis effect where if I'm just around church, I'm lingering somewhere around God's people, that then maybe something will happen. But what we find, what was different with this woman was she touched Jesus with intention. And that's the difference. And what caused her to have this purposeful intention was her faith was drawing her to Jesus. And that made all the difference. So we find in in this account something uh, amazing. Because it's very easy for us to get complacent in our walks, to be around the things of God, to rub up against, to bump into. But there was an intention. And we we can see that if you're a, a teacher or in certain occupations where you have to present material or information, you can tell who's really into it and who's not by the body language, by their eyes, by their posture. When we worship the Lord, If we're just here without really thinking about what we're doing, without intention to grab the hem of Jesus' garment, you know what happens? We just get complacent. We get used to being around and getting into a routine. And so, what we generally find is uh, this progressive distance from the Lord. But see, when we have this intention, when we come to the Lord, that we are going to touch the hem of his garment. Not be around Him, but we are going to interact with Him. We are going to experience Him. We are going to come, and He invites us to do that. And this woman, because of her intention, because of her purposeful touching of Jesus, what happened? The power came out of Jesus. It was her Faith. So, what that tells us is it's possible to go through the motions. It's possible to get complacent. It's possible to mistake activity for worship and devotion, and we need to stop that. And that's what tonight's for. Tonight is a night to say, you know what? Maybe I have been going through the motions, maybe I have been serving. Maybe I have been sitting in service. But you know if something's wrong. If you're a believer, you know if something's wrong. You know you feel the distance. And tonight's a night to deal with that. Not only that, it's a, a night. I, I know there's a lot of hurt in this sanctuary. And God sees your pain. And there's a lot of hurt here. And I know that because it's not just here. Because it's hard being a human in the world. It's even harder to be a believer in this world. Many of you are dealing with unsaved loved ones. I don't know if there's much worse pain than that. Many of us have unreconciled relationships. Many of us are going through deep, dark times, loneliness. A lot of us are afraid of the future and what the future may hold. I just want to tell you, those are all normal things. We're all normal human beings, but God is not normal. And that's what makes the difference. I told you I'd be short so the last thing I'll say it is pretty short The last thing I'll say is this this is tonight's an opportunity and I, I know I'm just being really honest with you guys I feel like we're a family so I think I should be able to be honest and it's a good thing for a pastor to be honest right <laughs> so I really I believe when people Heard that there's a praise and worship night, they thought that's a good night to sit it out. And that's sad. And that's wrong. Because I believe God wants to meet us right where we're at. And it has to be more than just learning information, God has to touch our heart. And you know, a lot of times, some of us here, we're not comfortable opening up to God. We're very uncomfortable in, in times like this. And, and we can sit and worship and just be closed off. And, and it's because we're afraid. We're afraid to let go. We're afraid to fully trust God. And, and I get that. It is scary. Faith is scary. But as we see in our example of this woman, certain times will cause us and force us when we don't have anything else to go to, go to Jesus fully and completely. And that's where we find out we can trust him. But something that is very common, it happens a lot, is when the Lord starts to move in a person's life and his goal and desire is to bring us into the promised land. The land flowing with milk and honey, a land of abundance, a land of the outpouring of the Spirit in our life. And what happens, especially in a church like ours, because we're a Bible teaching church, the, the the Bible starts messing with us. It starts pressing on us. It becomes a mirror where we start to realize certain things that we're holding back from the Lord or certain things that... We're not surrendering to the Lord. We're not trusting in the Lord. So we're not a good good church to sort of hide in in the back. We're not a good church like that. Because the Word starts to get to us. That's what the Word does. It sanctifies us. But see, as uh, John 8.32 says, the Word sets us free. That's what God wants to do. So here's what happens. So... A person like the children of Israel when they were set free and delivered from Egypt. And then God's taking them into the promised land. We get to certain places in our life. I'll, I'll call them barriers that we have that God wants to flatten. Things so where... We can kind of get comfortable in a certain area. There's are certain things that we don't want to let go. We don't want to go any further. And God says, no, I love you too much. I'm taking you in. And you remember in the story, if you don't remember, it's uh, I'll tell you. So in the, pro- in the promised land, it was scary there. It was scary because there were big enemies. There were big enemies there. So the spies went in, checked it out, and ten of them said, we can't do it. Why did they say that? Because they are looking at themselves in comparison to the problem. Looking at themselves in comparison to the problem, they said, we don't want to go in. They would rather go right up to the edge and stay in the wilderness. What's the wilderness like? Dusty. Dry. And what did they do in the wilderness? They went around in circles. And that's something I fear for our congregation very much, that we'd be a congregation that's dusty and going around in circles, never entering into the full life that God has for us. I want us to be big grape beaters, big grape beaters. I want us to experience the overflowing of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so we may have these barriers where we just kind we've gotten to a certain place and we're kind of good with that. We feel the prodding to exercise our faith to go a little deeper and we don't want to. And now's the time to surrender, to recognize and say, I've been holding back. I've been crossing my arms. I've been ignoring. I've been plugging my ears. And now's the time to just completely, freely let go of your life and allow God to have everything. Now's the time to do that. It's not... Not a lot of opportunities where we actually have a whole time dedicated and devoted to that. Every message, every sermon, every service should kind of awaken us to the reality of what God is doing in our life. That's the beauty of uh, teaching and preaching the Word. The Holy Spirit imparts that Word to our heart. But tonight, we're just focusing particularly on allowing God to be fully in control and Lord of our life. And so... we're going to do just the format. And some of you may have come and not known we're doing this tonight. So the Lord wants you here. (laughs) And so what we're going to do is just basically we're just going to have a time of worship, of prayer, and praise. Very simple. The Holy Spirit, we're going to just pray and ask the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to have full, free reign of our hearts, of our life. And... So we're just going to do some songs and then we're going to have some quiet times of prayer. So we're going to worship and that's a good opportunity for many of us too is to get comfortable worshiping. Some of us may not be comfortable even just worshiping our God. So we're going to worship. We're going to give Him His worth. We're going to give our hearts and proclaim His goodness. And we're in that, we're going to praise Him. And then we're just going to have these times where we're going to stop and pause, and we're going to open it up to pray. Anybody can pray. Just want to encourage you. We're pretty spread out. So pray loud enough so everybody can hear, and just keep your prayers short, like a minute, so that way other people can pray, and, and then we can have more time to worship and things. But also encourage you to don't not pray. Right? Don't be afraid to pray. This is the body and family of christ and this is an opportunity this is the really your prayers are a ministry to other people uh we're to minister our gifts to one another and, and part of just praying we could share a scripture if we want but this is not something where you just watch this is something you participate and really every service sh- should be like that even listening to a sermon is participatory but so let's worship the lord and um Maybe we could have Larry pray and then we'll worship. Does that sound good? Okay, just make sure everybody can hear. And feel free to come in closer, too. That might help you, but sometimes I really highly encourage you to do that. So I'm just <laughs> do whatever you want tonight. But. So come on in.